Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group or you are a store or a distillery and you need custom laser etched glassware at wholesale prices, that means the prices are pretty damn good, y'all. Check out distilleryproducts.com. I am happy to get you in touch with them. It is a family-owned and operated business. Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over there at distilleryproducts.com. They not only have laser etched glassware, they also have awesome swag like customized flasks and other cool things like drink stirs. Check it all out. Go to distilleryproducts.com, see for yourself, and reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with them. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. It is summer. Summer is hot. It's hot everywhere. You need a cooler that is going to be able to hold ice while it's hot. And Orca Coolers has that. They also have awesome tumblers. They have a barrel tumbler. It looks like a little whiskey barrel. Check them all out at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON and get 20% off your order. That's D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N. Make sure to check them out. Get a cooler or a tumbler. I mean, that cooler holds ice three, four, five days, no problem. I mean, you open that thing up after a few days, the ice looks like you just put it in there. Make sure to go to orcacoolers.com and use code DAD season today's show is also sponsored by our friends at action 247.com if you want action get in on the action at action 247 the nba finals may be over congratulations to the milwaukee bucks but this weekend the olympics begin and guess what action 247 even will have special patriotic parlays featuring your favorite usa athletes you can bet on the olympics at action 247.com here's your friendly reminder they offer chances to win cash and free bets every day through their free-to-play games. If you want to play some money on stuff, go ahead and use code DADS100. They will match up to $400 of your first deposit at action247.com. But those free plays, there's going to be the Music City Grand Prix coming up and week one of football season. There's $100,000 in grand prizes. You don't want to miss it. Check it out at action247.com. Use code DADS100. Hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and I am without Zeke Baker, but together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. It is a very special day nonetheless, and I get to hang out with my friend instead. You may know him. He has an Instagram account called The Daily Dram. He was able to parlay that. You want to talk about betting? He can parlay into a permanent position with Bardstown Bourbon Company. I am watching him right now via Zoom. He is sitting on a fancy leather sofa, but he has that very fancy Bardstown Bourbon Company polo shirt on. Brandon Smith, The Daily Dram. Welcome to dad's drink of bourbon oh man i feel so honored to join a friend but also you know as a fan be uh be able to get on here shoot some banner with you and share a dram most importantly i appreciate you having me on now let's be honest you don't listen oh i listen i do listen <laughs> i love a good little banter between you and zeke and uh i got you know i got a 50 minute drive to uh barstown in the morning when i come out to work so it, it gives me a little time to uh enjoy and uh listen to all the fun things going on in the podcast world so yeah i'm a, I'm a fan i might be more a fan of you 
but uh you know it's all good maybe after i meet zeke in person but you know after after nashville and hanging with you again this weekend uh he's got an uphill battle <laughs> well i appreciate that and i appreciate uh you listening i know that one of the things that we always try to be different with is giving each other a fair amount of hell and i can already tell that you are going to live up to that tradition let's just be honest you had me walking all over nashville and my dumbass wore jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt you know when you look down and you have that moment where you're like oh shit my sweat is coming through my shirt i mean you probably don't have that problem you are much skinnier and much better looking than i am but like i don't know about the better looking part but um you know i I thought you were gonna enter the uh wet t-shirt contest i wasn't sure though so (laughs) it was a good time man but I will say the boots, you make, you make a good looking cowboy, dude. I figured I might as well show up in character because you all were coming down. Our friend Nate was there as well. Single malt daily. I figured you all had not really been to Nashville before. And I had to dress the part so that you thought we all dressed that way. I couldn't have asked for a better host. You definitely, you know, lived up to the hype and, uh, I, I just commend you for uh, for your walk of game after a, a night out of drinking and, uh, you know, in the boots all the way across town. <laughs> well, we walked all the way there. So those of you that know Nashville, we ate dinner in the Gulch. Well, we started at the Gulch and then we walked all the way downtown. And then by the time the night was over, I could not get an Uber and I walked all the way back to let's be honest i knew i was driving so i did not imbibe enough as to impair myself brandon can attest to that i had two drinks over the course of six hours i was walking back to my truck and i could not get an uber so i had to hoof it at 12 o'clock at night all the way back to the gulch in new boots that i was breaking in my feet hurt like a bastard the next day i give you a tan freaking tan (laughs) i give myself a tan but thank you so much for coming down. It was always good to see you. And as we were having dinner together and breaking bread and drinking whiskey, you had some of my Weller foolproof at 404 Kitchen. We didn't put a big enough dent in my Jack Daniels barrel proof there because Mike Hines from Nashville Barrel Company showed up. We got into his locker, drank some Four Roses. It was just a good time overall. Then we had a good dinner. But over dinner, we were talking, and I'm like, there's something to be said about the fact that you once were like me. You know, you were a guy who was on Instagram. You didn't have a podcast, but you were just putting up pictures, a lot of scotch, some bourbon and whiskey, but you were able to take that and get a job at Bardstown Bourbon Company. What was it like? I mean, tell me a little bit about a, you know, making the daily dram all together and then kind of putting that to the side and going legit. It's been crazy, man. I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, what feels like an eternity over six years, at least uh, just on Instagram fell in love with whiskey and ended up in Japan at the Yamazaki distillery. And so I've, I've always had a, a love for scotch and Japanese whiskeys. And, and I figured I live in America. I've got to, I got to drink some bourbon, right? Got into that over the last few years and continued with it. And, and it's been such a fun ride and meeting folks like you and so many others in the industry and COVID hit and basically shut down my entire life. I was had a retail business for four years. I was coaching college track and field for three years. Retail, NCAA sports all got canceled. 
with, uh, with all of that. So reinvented, regrouped and realigned with what I wanted to do and was fortunate enough to come out to Bardstown and, and enjoyed, uh, you know, the experience of everything out here, fell in love with it and job opened up. I applied and it felt like a week was in Kentucky and <laughs> moved across the country. So yeah, it all worked out. It was kind of a whirlwind and um, it was awesome, man. And I've loved it out here so far and been a great ride so far. So you moved from San Diego to Bardstown, correct? I moved to Louisville, you know, I, I, although. Oh, uh, well, now you're going to argue semantics with me. Yes. So you moved from San Diego to Louisville. I'll say that again. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my buddies, they all, they all joke with me. They, you might be the first person to move from La Jolla, California <laughs> to Louisville, Kentucky. I got some country folks in my family. So, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm too far removed. I, I like to shoot things and, and uh, off road and drink bourbon and do all those things. Right. So it only seemed like a good fit for me. Well, let's be honest where you're living in the Ville is not really that country. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not very country at all. I mean, I'm probably more city now than I was before when I was living in San Diego. I was basically at the beach and going to the beach weekly and, I had to keep my tan right. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the only guy in Southern California without a tan. So the farmer tan looks a lot better out here. I, I will say it fits in a little bit better in, in these neck of the woods. Well, when you're my size, you're not taking your shirt off anyway. So it's either a farmer's tan or a long sleeve shirt. I wouldn't complain, man. I, I'll probably, I'd probably provoke it and get you to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to take a video of me talking like Billy Bob. <laughs> Dude, you know, a little varsity blues never hurt nobody, right? Scan my cat. I can play. <laughs> At least we don't have you in the whipped cream bikini. Then, you know, that that might be where I draw the line in the sand. No, we want people to listen to this show, not turn off their radios. True. But let's talk about the Instagram for a second, because you know the perils. I mean, I, I think you probably got out at the best time, and I'm not going to sit here and complain about Instagram. We use it as a tool. I think there's a lot of people that are quote unquote influencers that are using it to basically support themselves and live off of it. That has never been our goal because the podcast is our goal first and foremost, but the algorithms are tough. The fact that Instagram is kind of cracking down on what I would say ATF, you know, so anything alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, they're kind of not letting everybody see it as much. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. If people are not disclosing ads and things like that, there's shadow banning going on where Facebook and Instagram will kind of put your post down if you're not doing the right thing and saying you're working with someone. There's all this regulation that is kind of behind the scenes they don't even tell their users about it you know you as a user of instagram you just kind of have to look and go oh well i'm not getting a whole lot of likes right now what happened oh i posted something and i forgot to put a branded partner in there and i must be in timeout all these things are going on you were able to grow your account to 50,000 people. What was it like with that grind? I mean, did you pay attention to that stuff? Was that not as much a concern for you and you were just having fun or? Yeah. You know, I think you hit on a lot of things um, that really resonate with me, right? I mean, I'm, I'm running our social media here and one of the many jobs I've got and uh, we, you know, we battle it too as a brand and all those things make it, make it more difficult for, uh, for what we're trying to do. But I think being able to move out of that for a, you know, a full-time operation and, 
and really focus on creating the experience around here and and doing you know the fun things that I really get to enjoy and talk about our brand and create some products with great folks on our team and that's what I really enjoy. I was doing it for so long and and over you know five six years and and posting regularly early on right it was like hey there were less people so if you were posting products and posting regularly and doing your thing you could grow an account and and it was a lot easier four years ago right um, now it's it's a lot harder there's there's way more people doing it some for the right reasons some for the wrong reasons for me it was always about just documenting my journey through whiskey and and doing a deep dive and learning about each spirit and what makes everything unique and that's what I got into it for and really getting to be part of a fun community and enjoy all the people that I've met along the way. And I think that's kind of been a little bit of a lost art or a lost, um, you know, theme in, in today's Instagram world. But um, overall, yeah, I think it's a little more cutthroat nowadays. It's a little more of a, um, a business, so to speak, where people are looking to, you know, fulfill their jobs, do it that way. And thankfully I have a job, so it doesn't need to be my job. It's been a ride, man. It's been a ride. So, so many questions I have from that. I'm going to start with the first obvious one. And it was one of the first things you brought up. So you are now running the social media for Bardstown Bourbon Company. What is that like as a brand opposed to your personal account? Do you find that there's still some ways you can get around all that stuff we mentioned because you are the brand that people are seeking out? They're going to look at the Bardstown Instagram to see what's going on or the Facebook to find the information out. So they're not necessarily waiting for it to pop into their feed. They might be seeking it out as well. That's super helpful for sure, man. Um, You know, people don't really seek me out, right? They just might stumble across my personal profile. So it just does what it does. But um, as far as ours, I mean, when I, when I got here, we are growing so fast and so furious that, you know, it wasn't a topic of priority for our team. There's two, three of us in the marketing team really that are trying to create the experience and capture it all and put it in front of the consumer. And I've got like 10 jobs, right? So we've gone from 24,000 roughly when I first came in about three months ago and we're, I think, getting up there closer to 32,000 right now. So honestly, it's been growing crazy like wildfire, but it's been easier, so to speak, because people are curious about our brand. People want to know about our brand. They want to know what's going on. Um, And we have a lot of people that come out and experience being in Bardstown and being at the distillery and and they want to share about it. And, you know, all that routes back to our page, our brand, our experience and and all those things. So I would say it's, dare I say, easier than trying to build a personal account. But it is in a sense. I remember when your executive creative director, Michael Powell, came on and there was this just big change. The videos he was creating and the the graphics he was putting on the Instagram, it was like a step up from what was happening before. Having somebody who can come up with that kind of stuff with a person like you that knows how to post it and get it out there and interact with that community, it kind of makes you guys, I mean, there's a reason why you've gone from 24,000 to 32,000 in the couple of months that you've been there. Interacting is key, right? I mean, we're all building community. Community is the number one priority for me. And, you know, Michael's 
amazing. Michael does great things for our brand. And he's probably one of the funniest guys that, that I get to work with every day at Bardstown. And uh, so shout out to Michael. He's he's awesome. You know, but we, we really have a great team. But yeah, you know, it all comes down to working together, having fun together, create the experience, right? The community is everything. We want people to have a great time. We want people to interact and feel connected to our brand. And that's what we do every day, man. And you know, I had to give Michael a shout out. That's my boy. What can I say? Hey, you guys go way back, man. I, I love that. That's that's radio, uh, you know, glimpse in the past. That is the University of Kentucky student-run radio station, 88.1 WRFL, all the way to the left. And I can promise you I did not say it that cleanly when I was in college doing a 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. radio slot as my first time ever on the radio. I was like, oh, yeah, it's John. I'm here. It's 3 in the morning. Um uh, I think one of the cooler things that you've done is taken a social media role and it's almost like you bridge the gap between marketing and hospitality. And anybody who's looked at the Bardstown account, they looked at the Daily Dram account, you always see Brandon sitting around Bardstown with somebody big. You're always bringing people in. And I call that restaurant there Grand Central Station of Bourbon, but you're always bringing people into Grand Central Station. Is it kind of a gap between hospitality and marketing, a little bit of both? You know, that's a really interesting point of view. Uh, I think you're spot on, honestly. I love the Grand Central Station of bourbon that that i might have to use that in some capacity but yeah you know i think we want to show off what we're doing here right we want people to see it we're celebrating whiskey as a category you know you don't come into bardstown and and just see bardstown whiskey right like we celebrate everyone you come to our bar and you can try all the you know the exclusive rare allocated products you can try all the tater bottles you want you can be tater fully loaded if you really want, but the vintage library, I mean, it's crazy, man. It's the thing that sold me, right? It wasn't, I wasn't going to move across the country to go just work at some random distillery, right? I came here because it's special. It, it, it truly is. And, and you've been out here, you've seen it yourself. I've been to more distilleries than I can count. I've had more whiskeys than I could ever possibly ever really should have probably ever drank, but you know, uh, we're all having a good time and it's just a different place here. And, and I feel honored to be part of that. I feel honored to carry that torch and, and try to be that voice and that light for what we're trying to do. And everyone thinks that, Hey, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're down in Nashville having a good time and, and you're hanging with dad's drinking bourbon and John and all these, these guys. And, and yeah, it's fun, man. Don't get me wrong, but it is work. You know what I mean? It, it, it is a job. It's my job. And I just happen to have a really fun job. So for that, I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. A hundred percent at work. Anytime somebody has to listen to me talk and I get it. What is the policy with employees on the vintage library? Do you get one pour a month? I feel like everybody that works there could clean the place out pretty quickly. There's no protocol in place. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like, uh, this is a special room. So you don't go in there and just pour things willy nilly. Right. The good thing for me is, you know, if I, if I happen to host somebody who's such an icon like yourself, you know, I got to We got to treat you, man. We got to make sure you have a good experience. So it all comes out of the budget and some capacity. And right now I'm actually procuring some new stuff for the vintage library. So hopefully we'll have some cool things in there and, and refresh and and uh, continue that experience for people who come out and make the journey. So there it is again. You're bridging the gap between marketing and hospitality because that's kind of a hospitality gig. You really do have a hybrid role there. What I thought I was coming in for is definitely 10, 20% maybe of, of what 
all the things that we're doing. And that's not just me. I mean, it really is everyone. Everyone's got multiple hats and and that's the nature of, of a business growing this fast and this furious. And it's a wild ride. So better or worse than you thought with all the other stuff you're doing? Oh, the work's tenfold from what I thought it was going to be. But um, as far as my experience and what I've taken away and what I've been enjoying, I'm in love with it out here, man. I, I truly love it out here. I, I wouldn't give it up for anything at this point. Um, I'm 100% committed. I'm two feet in and and I've been having a great time. And if I can sneak away and come down to Nashville and hang out with you for a weekend every now and then, then that's just icing on the cake. Maybe I'll get to meet your uh, your better half one of these weekends, uh, Zeke, too, and uh, we can all get after it a little bit. I love kicking it with you, man. You're you're one of my favorite people in the industry and just happens to be, uh, you know, happen to run a podcast. So with or without the podcast, I know, I know who the homies are. Oh, same with you. But I am interested. We, we're talking about whiskey and Bardstown Bourbon Company. And now that you've been able to go behind the veil and I always explain Bardstown Bourbon Company to people, I got in a little trouble actually with your brand in the very beginning because I compared it to MGP because that is the biggest contract distiller and that's what people really equate contract distilling to. And I, I realize Bardstown is completely different. I mean, there are similarities, but I always said it was like the Ferrari. If MGP is something that is that Ford Escort that is going to get you from point A to point B, you go look at Bardstown. It looks like a Ferrari. The way that the distillery is designed is like a Ferrari. There's so much that goes into the engine. I mean, the the schedule alone, one of the best things on the tour at Bardstown is you look at the tour and you see all the things in the queue for all the different brands you work with. And then you realize like, hey, some of those things are going to have to do a complete clean of the still before they bring this other brand in. It is, you know, something that is a mash bill and then you're putting something D mash bill in there. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. We look at it, we all get amazed as whiskey fans, but now you actually get to see how the machine runs and how that oil goes into the engine and the gas goes into the tank. What has that been like? Was it one of those things like an iceberg? You know, you see discovery and fusion and you see some of these like that yak finish is one of my favorite things you all put out, but you see these collaborations, you see these different finishes that are getting put out. Is that just the tip of the iceberg of everything that's going on at Bardstown right now? I couldn't agree more, man. I love that Armagnac, the Labod finish as well. But that Cognac that we have coming out is going to give it a run for its money, I think, as well. Um, but yeah, to your point, you know, it it's crazy. I mean, I used to look at a bottle myself, right? Victim of walking down the aisle, looking at bottles and, and seeing cool labels and all the marketing that goes in behind them and think, man, like that's so cool. I wonder how they blended that or did this or what barrels they use here, or what kind of finish, what level char, all those things, right? Now I'm seeing it day in and day out, um, seeing it and seeing how much work goes into that and how much effort everyone from product to our rick houses to people just moving the barrels around just to get them into where we can actually blend them and, and process them and what our operations team does and and how much work goes in on getting a cola and a label approved behind the scenes with our you know uh, compliance and marketing and and it it's a whole different beast i mean it, it truly is and the moral of the story is it's it's 
way more work than you ever possibly imagined. And I have so much appreciation for other brands now and, and what they do. And, you know, I've never been big on knocking a bottle and, and saying a bottle's bad or anything like that. Cause it's people's livelihoods, it's people's jobs, it's people putting a whole lot of time and effort into creating that product that we have in our hands. And while some might be better than others and some might be exceptional, it's so much work that goes into it. And um, it's a, you know, a whole different window of, of things that I, I never even knew existed. So really cool, really awesome experience and big round of applause to every brand out there that's taken the time to make the investment, right? Put the time into it and create this product. They, they truly care about it, man. So how much in your ever growing and expansive job description are you getting to get in there and blend or get your hands dirty that way? Are you starting to maybe find yourself doing some stuff on the product side as well? Yeah. So we, you know, I'm working with Dan Calloway. He's our VP of product development. He's, you know, in charge of a lot of the blending and, and uh, the concept creation of, Hey, we want to take a, a product and we want to take a bottle and we want to, we want to do X, Y, Z with it. And, and sometimes, you know, it might sound like one thing in theory and we have an idea of, Hey, we want to do this, right. We want to create a product that might be X or Y or Z. We get those barrels. We, we pour some spirit into it that we think is going to pair well with it. And then we get it and maybe it's not where we want it. Right. Or how do we create something that we think the consumer is going to like? We're going to be on discovery five and discovery six will be later this year. Right. We'll have so many renditions of product. It just keeps moving it. You know, our mantras never stand still and it truly is never standing still. I mean, there's not a day that goes by. We are involved in this process and and as a whiskey nerd and somebody who loves that experience, like that's one of my favorite parts of the job is is getting in the lab with uh, with Dan and John Hargrove, our COO and and a lot of our other team, right? We have our hospitality team, we have our um, operations team, even our CEO, you know, everyone's in on these tasting panels and we try the products and and we see what we like, we see what we don't like, we give a blind rating and keep evolving. We take that feedback and say, okay, we, we don't like this or we do like this. And it's a very intensive process, but by the time that it hits the bottle and, and it's in your guys' hands and in my hands, and we feel pretty good about what everyone's drinking and we think that they're going to ultimately have a good experience with it. So you like the Chateau Labad. What other products are your favorite there? Yeah, the Labad's amazing. Unfortunately, I can't find it anywhere <laughs> at all, yeah, even behind the brand. I always joke with them. I might, I might take one out of the vintage library or just pull one off the shelf somewhere. It's the name of the game, right? Everything's limited. We have uh, small batches of products and I'm really big on the Ferran cognac that's coming out. That was a really cool project. And I don't know if it's a little biased of me because I got to test it along the way and, and give feedback on it. The Discovery 6 is also going to be a really good one coming out. We've got a few things on the horizon for early next year that those are all really exceptional whiskeys as well and all a little bit different, all unique. And I really haven't had one that I was just like, yeah, this isn't for me, right? And again, it goes through so many hands and so many palettes. And ultimately, we settle on stuff that pretty universally, you know, accepted as like, this is, a, this is really nice. We're going to put our brand on it. We're going to put the stamp of approval on and uh, ship it, bottle it and send it out. As these products are coming out, I mean, you're at discovery five, I think fusion five, six is going to come out soon. These products have always had a blend. I mean, even if you think of the name fusion, it is a fusion of the Bardstown distillate and some other distillates. Do you see those products changing a lot as the age of your own distillate goes up? When should we expect to see Bardstown 
own distillate in a bottle without mingling with any other barrels. We'll have our core products here coming out. Target date is early 2023. We want all these products in our core lineup to hit six years of age, and and we're patiently waiting. I mean, we've got a really good, high-quality rye that we could honestly probably put it out right now, right? But we think that it's worth the time, right? We don't need to put it out right now. We have other great products that are on the market and that we work on every single day, and we're going to patiently let our product come of age, and and, uh, we think that the rewards will be worth it once it gets there. As our fusions, right? Our fusion products, this Fusion 5 is 70% of our product. It's the most we've ever put in one of the fusion releases. Usually they're 60-40 blends, right? 60% ours, 40% sourced, and and this now are uh, 70-30. So they're always different too, right? I mean, there's some foregrain in in the Fusion 5 and, you know, Fusion 6 is going to be different from Fusion 5. And so it could be a blend of of anything and I don't want to divulge what's in it so I can keep people enticed on on what's coming but it's a good whiskey it's it's a very good whiskey and we test it through a lot of people and and uh, I think the good thing about it is we keep people on their toes right we keep putting out products that are unique they're different if we put out the same exact product every single time it wouldn't be as exciting it wouldn't be something that people want to seek out right that's one thing that we as a team do really well yeah once our products our flagship products come out in uh, hopefully early 2023. We'll have some killer products and in, in a good price point and the weight will be worth it. And everyone's going to be really happy with what we release at that point. I know you're drinking some Discovery. I'm drinking some Fusion. We talked about the Chateau Labad. You know, the thing that killed me about that is the only pour of Chateau Labad I ever got to have was Leslie when she was going for World's Top Whiskey Taster last year. She sent out samples of people trying to make flights for them so that she could use that as her qualifying to get into World's Top Whiskey Taster. So the only thing I've ever had of that was a two ounce sample. I wanted more and I was trying to get it and I couldn't find it anywhere. But that world's top whiskey taster is how I got to have it. It is now time for the world's top whiskey taster competition again in 2021. Last year went virtual with ADHD whiskey taking the, I mean, that's what people are going to know him as, but he is a very good guy, Matt Porter. He took it last year virtually. The finals were in person. So he took that thing last year virtually. It is back to in person. There are regional competitions for it this year, none of which are in Nashville, Tennessee, even though they were supposed to be in Nashville last year. After having visited Nashville, are you kind of regretting your decision not to have a regional in Nashville? As much as I love Nashville, shout out Nashville. I think we picked some good regions, man. We've got really cool cities that we're going to be hosting events and creating these amazing experiences with. We're going to be in Los Angeles, you know, my my neck of the woods. So I'm really excited to be out there for that one. We've got Atlanta, Dallas, Chicago, New York. Who's to say Nashville is, uh, you know, not on the agenda next year, right? I mean, I think we'll probably be an evolving program. Um, this is not going to be every single year in every city, but our big markets are, are where we're really pushing to create these experiences. And I know the Nashville crowd is, I've, I've heard some things about the Nashville crowd being the whiskey drinkers in the South. We'll see if Atlanta holds up to it. If there's one, if it's like highlights for kids and you're looking at the photo and you're like, which one doesn't make sense here? You could swap out Nashville and Atlanta pretty quickly. 
I guess what we're going to have to do is Nashville is going to have to bring it to uh, Atlanta and, and bring their A game. And if, if uh, maybe we get some good representation out there, then, hey, we might have a little hometown uh, regional for you guys next year. That's a five-hour drive. I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I, I'm good with like three hours to Bardstown, and then I'm out. I've already had a hard enough time getting you up to Louisville. So, yeah, I know you're out of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is a hell of a competition. It basically tests all the contestants. There's a series of sensory and tasting challenges. Last year, they had to identify a bourbon's producer age, mash bill and proof. What I loved that y'all did was that you didn't just use Bardstown. So everybody was expecting, and, and I remember going into that first year and I was watching it intently, but all of the people that were competing in it were like, well, Bardstown makes jefferson's bell mead and they're like going through the list of who you're producing and they're like wait they threw a maker's mark in there that kind of threw me off like they everybody was guessing what was in the portfolio but that's not what was actually there we try to keep people on their toes right we don't want this to be too easy from an experience and from a tasting standpoint and sensory all those things our goal this year was really to have a nice easy barrier to entry right we don't want to make it difficult we want people to sign up we want people to throw their name in the hat and we're going to take a handful of people to each regional and we'll have some really cool challenges along the way but you know again this is going to be in person we've got some really cool things lined up we've picked out some really cool venues we want people to come out. We want them to have a party. We want them to enjoy the experience at the end of the day, right? Good food, good drinks, bring friends, have a few cocktails, enjoy the show, be involved. And, you know, at the end of the day, the winners are uh, going to be brought out to Bardstown for the final. We've got some really cool grand prize for the winner this year. And not to mention, you know, you get the world's top whiskey taster 2021. I know Matt Porter, he will never be dethroned as world's top whiskey taster, but, uh, you know, we got the 2021 uh, title up for grabs, so maybe down the road we'll have a little uh, triple crown or some kind of tournament of champions and make something else of it. But we've got to find the next, you know, worthy champion to uh, throw his name in the hat. Can you get like a championship belt? We could make some kind of cool belt. I think that would be pretty funny, actually. It would be like uh, one of those big old WWE belts or something. Who yeah, knows, man? 100%. <laughs> and just think about it. Like, think of Matt being like, you think you got this, brother? Last year, I won world's top whiskey taster. Matt, man, he is a funny guy, and he always puts a smile on everyone's face. And I think that at the end of the day, that's that's what we love most about him. And and his uh, energy brings to the community but yeah he's he's not gonna let it go lightly i can tell you that he will come rain or shine and he's gonna put up a fight he's gonna heckle oh i i have no doubt about that he's gonna bring his a game my favorite thing of the competition last year was his flight so one of the things that the contestants had to do was do a curated flight and they had like two minutes to explain it some of them were okay and then some of them were good Matt went and it was like, oh shit, this dude's got it. It was even before the finals. And then he went to the finals and he just happened to kill everything. Like he was able to discern the producer, the age, the mash bill, the proof, all that kind of stuff. One of the challenges was people had to make a blend. I think his blend did very, very well uh, on top of everything. So like dude just killed it. My hat's off to Matt. The people this year, I mean, the reason the the events are tough is 
you could win a $20,000 scholarship to Moonshine University's Executive Bourbon Steward Program. You can make your own blend with Steve Nally, and you get the title of 2021 World's Top Whiskey Taster. It's a hell of a prize. Yeah, and you forgot one of the most fun parts of that is we've got our mobile bourbon discovery tour, right? And we're going to bring that bad boy out, and we're going to throw a block party and have a big old event wherever the winner wants it, at a venue, at their house, whatever they want to do. We're going to throw a party for them. We're going to have a great time. And it's an awesome prize this year. We want people to have fun, right? We want people to feel like this is something that is unique. It's special. At the end of the day, I'll take a $20,000 cash bonus. The only problem is I can't throw my name in the hat, but uh, who's the next 2021 champ? We'll find out. So all you have to do is go to worldstopwhiskeytaster.com. You sign up. Does that automatically get you into the regional competitions? Yeah. So you go to worldstopwhiskeytaster.com. You sign up. Our casting call actually starts on Thursday, July 15th. You'll fill out a couple of questions. We've got a three-step process. It's easy as one, two, three. You fill out a couple of questions, answer it, submit it. We're going to filter through a lot of entries. We've already got a lot of entries in there so far. Uh, everyone's making my job difficult because I got to I got to siphon through them all. The more the merrier. We want everyone in there. We want people to nominate them. We want people to feel encouraged and empowered to do it. I get it, man. You know, you a lot of these guys run Instagrams or podcasts or YouTube channels and this and that. And you put your name out there and maybe you don't do as well as you want, or maybe you surprise yourself and and you really hold it down and you got to put yourself out there and and put your name in the hat to. Uh, ultimately give yourself a chance right it's like sports man you're you know you're a football guy you get it you got to risk it for the biscuit exactly (laughs) a little biscuits and gravy southern style it has been awesome to see your move from the gram to the grand central station of bourbon we hope to have you on again and talk more about your whole experience and what it's been like and what other stuff is coming out at Bardstown. I promise you I will get up there. It has been a crazy year with the tail end of COVID, my daughter breaking her collarbone. I know what you could say about excuses, but I promise I will make it right. I promise I will come see you. And uh, I owe everybody at Bardstown, I mean, I've been saying it for years, I need to sit down with Steve and Nick and Danny and yourself and Sam and get all the good folks over there down around a table talking about Bardstown and what Bardstown does. So we will plan that sometime, I promise you. I'm looking forward to it, man. I expect a few more excuses along the way, but you know, I won't hold them to you. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to having you up here. I look forward to cheersing you in person again. And and if it takes too long, then you know, maybe I'll sneak on down to Nashville for a weekend. Listen, we stay on brand. I am a dad first. I have obligations as a dad. I wish I could just go, but there's soccer games. There's all sorts of stuff. I can't miss my kids scoring like eight goals in a soccer game. I don't blame you, man. I'm I'm just holding it down for us not dads drinking bourbon. If she's scoring those eight goals, man, let's, let's get her up for the next uh, U.S. Olympic team. I, I support her. I do too, but I also want to show some love for Bardstown. Go ahead and find them on the Instagram at Bardstown Bourbon Co. Bardstown Bourbon Co. 
and bardstownbourbon.com. Yep. Go ahead and follow them. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Guess what you already have because you're listening to us right now. Please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. You can find us in Nashville, Tennessee. You can find Bardstown, obviously, in Bardstown, Kentucky. Cheers, man. Appreciate you having me. Thanks a bunch.